Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. afternoon whatever time of day it is that you are listening folks thank you very very much for listening today today is the 23rd of may year of our lord 2023 welcome to yet another edition of the bun and cardigan show presented by the athletic i am of course joined by the on again off again man who wears the cardigan james edwards the third of the athletic james happy gemini season okay go Two ahead thanks why don't you ever say good morning good afternoon and good night no matter because you always then you say no matter what time of day you're listening like you just leave good night out nobody listens to this show at night no way the sun I is always you. out when people Come listen on. to the show. On it, hundred percent, hundred percent. There are at least, at least a thousand people who listen at night. No, stoned. Hundred percent. That's a crazy number. Stoned. That's a a thousand is a crazy number for nighttime, dude. So many. What I've learned is the people, yeah. The, I, I think I think so. The amount of people that listen to the show that have like adult jobs like real nine to fives like gritty the amount of like lawyers and doctors that listen to the show i've learned this from emails is crazy so yeah but they also are the ones that work all day and don't get free time till at night and you know a lawyer and doctor's token up yeah but they got families they're probably you know eating dinner kids go to sleep their wife their wife falls asleep on the couch and he's gonna listen to podcasts yeah i'm gonna throw on some b and c this feels like such a hyper specific guy you think there's a thousand not tonight honey all right fine let me turn on b and c you think there's a thousand of this guy all right maybe not a (laughs) couple hundred and then the second thing was you do the intro i'm joined again by the on again off again you introduce me yeah but like nobody like what if people aren't familiar with you i think about that all the time that we you almost figure that out. We almost never say my name. So Once unless I, we, you, you do the intro. No, you don't call me Nick though. You call me like fam, bro. You yeah, call me. True. You call me stop <laughs> all the time. Hey yo, pause that. Is okay. that one that crazy? You told me. You told me you to hop me on stop. it like two hours ago. So all I right, think. Come you're, on, come on. All right, let's go. Let's get. Let's get this the the uh, the sun being out has. Being <laughs> Are we recording? Right is the show has the show started? This is B and C after dark during the day. Yeah, in the in the in in broad daylight at the beginning <laughs> of of the episode, no less. Uh, James, lots of stuff going on in Pistons land right now. Despite it being the off season, uh, what That's have it. you got for us uh, cooking up over at the Athletic this week? Last week, if you missed it, and we'll go through it on this pod, I proposed seven trades for the number five pick to my coworkers. Uh, who covered various teams around the league. I'm going to see later on in the show what Nick would do and what he wouldn't do. Um, and then if you're listening to this on Monday morning, well, if you're listening to this on Tuesday or beyond, on Monday morning I posted my what I think the Pistons' top five big board looks like as of right now. So you can go check those two things out. And on Wednesday I will have a top five big board for the 31st pick. So bing, bang, boom. There's been a lot of like sneaky – I think – People have been more excited about pick 31 versus pick five. I've seen a lot of discussion about that. And well, duh, it's Pistons fans. You know how obsessed they are with their yeah. second round picks. <laughs> how dare they trade Jordan Bone? I've also seen in the last like week. Kyrie Thomas had next. Oh, my God. What a little shudder I just had hearing that name. I don't know who Amani Bates' agent is, but whoever it is, dead. dude, his... I don't even want to call it stock because it's not real. But, like, he's skyrocketing, at least in terms of how much his name is being talked about, even in this last week, to a point where now I've seen That's, a few Pistons fans. You clarified it. You clarified it as much as his name is talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. NBA teams watched him play defense in the MAC, And that he couldn't score. Well, he could score, just he couldn't get separation against Kent State. Yeah. He had the toughest 40s. I've ever seen for a elite prospect who played the Mac. 
Um, but yes, NBA teams also see the other side of the floor. So I think he's a late first, early second, just off potential alone. But I had a friend text me and like, well, now that we got number five, we should take Amani at five. And I'm like, all right, oh. this is why I don't talk hoops with my some of my friends. Yeah, some of my friends. Yeah, it kind of comes with the job, though. Is like I'm sure maybe we've even talked about this before. You know, you're you're. There's a lot of things that come with the job that they don't prepare you for, and I'm blessed for some of it. Yeah, but like, there's that. There's can you get me tickets? No, I don't work for the team. And then there's the, um, there's the, and I, first of all, I love all of you. It's really cool. Uh oh. No, I just I've been getting like, and I'm not trying to like toot my own horn at all. It's just they don't tell like I get recognized in the city so much oh that it's like, God. no, I'm not Turn even down trying. Turn the spotlight, to, everybody. Get this guy. Give this guy. Give this guy some mind. air. Let's, I'm just trying to say that that's not something like I'm at the end of the day. I'm a sports nerd who writes papers for a living, and it's just it weirds me out. Like when I go into this place, that place, they're like, "Are you James Edwards?" I'm like, "Yeah." And I just feel like I always got to like, I feel like I should always have a suit and tie on and like a cardigan. I know, but I'm just saying like, I feel like because of that, I, I get nervous to like go outside and like as myself. Yeah. Cause you just never know who knows you, but you don't know, but let's move on. Well, I do have a, or just a shout quick- out to everybody. I, I met in the last few days or saw out at certain establishments. Yeah. Uh, I really appreciate the support and the love. As a quick, I actually think this might be interesting. I think you've talked about this before. If you're, you know, getting into Dallas, you're leaving the airport in a lift over to the hotel. You know, I'm sure there's sometimes, depending on the driver, is going to be that if you tell them what you do, maybe there's going to be some back and forth and you don't have, you're just like, I don't really want to do this right now. Do you have a go-to fake job? No, I just say I'm visiting family or I'm visiting a friend. Yeah. Yeah, that's good too. Uh, Mm -hmm. James, you know- As the fan representative, we believe on this show that representation is important. And I think that we've talked about this almost ad nauseum at this point. My purpose is to try to mirror what the zeitgeist is saying in Pistons land, right? And try to convey that on behalf of everybody else. And I have a little bit of a spiel here really quick. Um, As it pertains to the coaching search you know, in the what, like three to five weeks that it's been so far, I think I'm kind of getting to a point where I don't care. And I don't mean that I don't care like at all. I just mean, if you really think about it, every time there's an update, every time we hear something new, it's always, at least in the eyes of fans, bad. And it just riles people up more. Every update that happens, whether it's, oh, we're interviewing, and I'm going to use Kevin Ollie as a punching bag here. I'm not trying to, but just for all intents and purposes, we've talked about it. People don't want well, that. Well, it's only bad because fans tend to think they know who's a good coach and who's not. So yeah. they see these names and they're upset, yeah. which still baffles me throughout this whole coaching process. But go ahead. But then you also have to factor in things like, dude, even us falling to five, a ping pong ball going the wrong way made things worse because now it's like, oh, we maybe could have had Monty Williams if Mark Tatum didn't hate us. You know what I mean? So even that in and of itself as an update is just bad. And now it's like there's really nothing. And I'm not saying I don't want updates or that you're not going to give them. Like, of course, I want to hear them. But it's like I'm, I'm not expecting that I'm going to hear something and go like, oh, my God. yeah, I don't know. It's just not also, fun. Also, um uh, s- surprise there's not always an update <laughs> sometimes there's nothing to update i don't know if people know that sometimes there's nothing to update you also have to remember that they've been in chicago all week interviewing prospects doing the east coast midwest combine this week they're in la because the west coast agencies do combines uh they're not just like sitting at home like scouring their notes like who's like there's there's it's may people the the team doesn't even get together until august it'll be okay um but yeah so does that mean i i use this as a segue is there an update (laughs) you got anything for us real quick um i've had a few people ask me like do you think this coaching search is is weird that they're having and i'm like i don't think it's weird like i don't think the candidates are weird Again, 
everybody apparently knows who can coach and who can't coach when they've never seen him coach. I don't think the candidates are weird. Um, I'm of the impression, and everybody's like, "What well, not? Why not Bud? Why not Spo or uh, Monty?" I'm of the impression that I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if both of those guys take a year off. Um, air quotes. I wouldn't be surprised. And I mean, look, Monty wasn't up for isn't up isn't a finalist for the Bucks job. You you would assume if he wanted to be, he would be. Yeah. Um. So there's that. Um. I think the biggest oh so update I know either this week or next week Ali, uh, Lee and Collins are going to meet with Goris again. Uh, I am not sure if anybody else is interviewing. I just know those three will meet again. And I guess I don't know. I mean, we can get into it if you if you're good at reading the tea leaves. Things what is weird is things could get weird. I guess I'll say that. I think I've reported it. Others, both locally and nationally, have reported it. Who the GM would like to be the head coach, and that guy has not been named the head coach yet. So um, you could assume or read the tea leaves that there's some disagreement somewhere in the front office with that. I'll just say that, listen, I, like I've said before, I don't know if any of these guys can coach good or bad. I don't know. I don't think it's life or death. If one of them's hired, I really don't. At the end of the day, if you have good players, they tend to make the coaches look better. Um, so, but I will say that of the decision makers, there's really only one who has consequences in which their job hinges on the hiring of the coach, right? Mm-hmm. So the other people aren't going to fire themselves. If you hire somebody to make basketball decisions and their job is based on progress of the organization, wins, losses, whatever, you would think that you let them hire their own coach because that's whose sword they're going to fall on, right? Maybe Troy's choice does get hired, but certainly it hasn't happened yet. So I don't, I mean, I'm just saying it could, uh, things could get weird, I guess. But, um, I mean, maybe at the end of this week or start of next week, his guy is hired. I don't know. Do you want- I'm just saying, like, there's one, like, Tr- Troy's the one who's has a job that is on the line. You would assume that he, or you would think he'd be able to hire his guy if he's putting his job on it a couple years down the line or whatever. Do you want me to ask a soft follow-up, or do you want us to take a break and just go right into the next segment? You can ask us a soft follow-up. Is it just a too many cooks in the kitchen potentially sort of... Uh- situation here or no comment uh i mean i don't know every single detail but like i said it's it's clear that i think it's been made known who troy wants and that guy is not hired so i don't know we are going to take a quick word from a sponsor and then we're going to talk our uh, the Bunny Cardigan Big Board, James. What do you think? Board me up. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, uh, a week ago when the lottery happened, um, which, by the way, the fallout from that has been what in your experience? How, how are Pistons fans that you're seeing? Probably still pretty sad, right? I think we're all really just really sad. Yeah, I think now it's transitioning to everybody's, like, not arguing, but rallying for their guy at five. Yeah. It's kind of moved on, which is good, which is healthy. It is what it is. Nothing you can do about it. Uh, it's unfortunate for the fan base, but it is what it is. Um, I had a great lead in my big board today. I was very, I was very impressed. Are you going to say, they say, uh, acceptance is the fifth stage of dealing with grief. (laughs) Oh, the irony. I thought that was good. I thought I patted myself on the back with that one, but, um, yeah, I mean, people seem to be over it. So, I'm sure that'll change depending on if their person gets picked or not. <laughs> to, to your point, though, I think that the, the the most consistent thing I've seen people evolve in over the last week is, to my surprise, moving away from the idea of trading the pick. I think there are a lot of people um, who are confident with like, hey, we could get this guy, we could get this guy. You're right. There are people who are like, no, this is going to work if we draft this dude. Um, but the hive out there, this is for you. I am still team trade the pick. I'm still 100% there. I don't want us to be on the clock at five. I don't care where it is in the first round, just not at five. And then I'm also not entirely convinced that 31's not just going to turn into like 25 or like 17, you know? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't give up. I don't know how much stuff they can give up to yeah. move up without a player, but uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I think I wouldn't be surprised if – Five and thirty-one turn into something. Do you do like a? I don't mean to get ahead of us here, but if you're in on like the Taylor Hendricks camp, right? There are definitely some Piston fans out there who are like Taylor Hendricks, absolutely yes. Do you do like fan. thirty-one and Bagley? Does that that gets you to twenty-five? But that's six picks. That's not a lot. That's not that. You know what I mean? I don't think. I don't think Taylor Hendricks will not be there. I'm sorry. I don't know why I, I meant to say five and Bagley. Does that get you? Because you can move back and get Taylor Hendricks beyond five. I'm sure of it. Possibly, yeah. I mean, it depends on who's there at five and how bad uh, a certain team wants them. But I think ideally, that would be a type of deal they're looking for. Uh, get off money, still get their guy for sure. Like I don't think I think your think your head is in the right place. Hmm. So, so how do you? I think we let's start with the with the train, and then we'll get into our big boards. All right, so like I said at the top of the show, I proposed, I think it was seven trades to my colleagues who cover teams around the NBA for the fifth pick in the draft. Are you ready? Yes. This was a great article. I texted you when you I read it. Great Thank article. Thank you very much. Um, all right, the first team, San Antonio Spurs. Pistons get Keldon Johnson, who is starting a four-year, $74 million contract this year. And a 2024 first-round pick via Toronto. The Spurs get the number five pick in the draft. Do you want me to read to you my logic behind it and then you go, or do you want me just to let you talk? Mm, Go for it. My logic here was simple. Johnson fills a void for the Pistons. Solid offensive wing. Can be effective without the ball. Defense needs to get better. But I think in a winning situation it could be. Only 24. He has a contract that decreases in value every year except the fourth year it stays the same as the third year um obviously like i said fills a void for the spurs you're rebuilding around victor why not get victor and another rookie on a contract like do you could you maybe get victor and cam whitmore do you like that going forward do you like victor and amen it's possible that's why i proposed it thoughts yeah it's it's almost kind of like what the texans just did Right, where they get the guy in the draft plus this other guy that people really yes. like. You know yep. what I mean? Um, yeah, to your point, what I was going to say was it's like Hamadou out, Keldon Johnson in. Am I supposed to say no to that? Because I'm not. I mean, you know I don't I mean? think that's, I don't think that's apples to apples. It is in my brain. Keldon so would be starting. It's, Hamadou's not a start. Like, it's not, it's not that's, like taking you know what, That's true. Spot. That's yeah. true. The other part of it is, like you said, he just got this new deal, so we don't have to. He's locked for what four years, so we're we're solid. And it's there. only like and eighteen contract, million a year. Like it's not bad. 
the the front loaded thing is that's just a Spurs thing, really, right? Doesn't Popovich always do that? Uh, I'm not sure of on, on if it's a Spurs thing, but I do I do like when I see it. Yeah, 100. percent Um, yeah, no, I, I really like that one. I think keep if, track. Do you have a pen and paper? We'll we'll have you rank them. You want me to rank these? Okay, I, I'll write it. I'll do a. I'll open a, a notes app really quick. Because like, what's the logic here? You are hoping that Keldon Johnson is better than whoever you would be getting at five. And like, yeah, he's a little bit older, but that just means that he's a little bit more developed. Right. So yeah, I'm on board with that. I mean, obviously, like you're paying more money than you would for whoever is the number five pick. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I think he would make your team better at, for sure in the short term. And then the question is the long term. Like, do you think there's more for Keldon to unlock or not? Yeah. All right. Next. New York Knicks. People were divisive on this one. Pistons receive R.J. Barrett, Evan Fournier, and a 2024 first round pick. Uh, It can either be the Knicks or the ones that or the one that the the Knicks own of the Pistons. The Knicks receive Bojan Wiseman and the number five pick. For, I wrote, the prize here is Barrett, who just had a really good postseason for the Knicks. Defensively, fits everything the Pistons are about and missing. Offensively, the shooting is up and down, but he impacts the game in other ways. I really like the idea of Barrett as a secondary or tertiary ball hander next to Cunningham and Ivy. I like it even more if the shooting stays up. I take on Fournier's deal in order to get Barrett, but I'd need future draft compensation as well. Our Knicks writer, Fred Katz, liked this trade idea. It's weird, man, because I was just texting Matthew about this like a week ago. You know, when it works with R.J. Barrett, boy, does it work. But when he's getting all those shots up and then, you know, you look at his last 10 games and he's shooting like concert tour dates. You know what I mean? Like, that's not what I love to see. And, and he has those stretches. Wait, what does that mean? Guys like that tour dates. What does that mean? Oh, like five for 20. <laughs> <laughs> that's the funniest thing you've ever said on here. That's good. 10 for 31 yeah, that's you know, funny stuff like that like it's just super high volume and you know it's it, <laughs> i don't know man um but that's a guy who we've seen like you said he can play in the playoffs oh, you know yeah. and on a team like this that's valuable um is this if if this is the the way that you maximize the bogdanovich value you know are you really gonna i i just think that makes sense um i think and then this is just another question is rj barrett better than anyone you could draft at five Probably, honestly. Maybe, Probably. possibly. Uh, definitely in the short term. Um, all right. Did you write down the Knicks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next up, Toronto Raptors. And I apologize if you already read this story, but I thought it would be fun to hear Knicks' thoughts on it. Um, if you hate Knicks' thoughts, then I apologize. Toronto Raptors. Sorry about that. <laughs> Pistons receive Pascal Siakam. Raptors receive Alec Burks. Yes. Bojan Bogdanovic, James Wiseman, and the number five pick. Given Toronto's likeliness of restructuring its roster, Siakam's expiring deal, and the Pistons' increased likeliness of seeking some type of needle mover, the all-NBA selection is the best possible player I think Detroit could realistically get with the fifth pick. Of course, it comes attached with other stuff, like two really good role players in Burks and Bogdanovich and a project in Wiseman. This one's pretty straightforward. I was trying to get Detroit one of the best 25 players in the NBA. Siakam, to me, is the only one who could make some sense. The Pistons, though, would have to be confident it could sign Siakam long-term to make this move. He'll be an unrestricted free agent after this uh, next summer. Our Raptors writer said that uh, he doesn't hate it. He would think about it, but he would try to get Portland's number three first. Ooh, that's a good point. Oh wait, I love but, that. For but Portland. I think, but do I think they instead. could do that by. I think they could do that with in the OG and like with OG and Anobi. Oh, you can really? You think? Yeah, I mean, he's the type. I don't know. Maybe. I've I'd flip that. I think the I think if I'm Minnesota, I'm Minnesota. If I'm Toronto, I would flip that. That's fair. So would you do all that stuff for for OG? Oof. Read. I'm sorry. I apologize, guys. Will you read it one more time? I just need to hear it with OG's name in it. Pistons receive OG and an OB Raptors. And I don't know if the money might be too much money. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Don't think about that. Yeah, yeah. Don't think about Alec that. Burks, Bojan, Wiseman, and the number five pick. Uh, that's a lot. For we OG. can take Burks out. I do. Okay. Let's do Bojan, it. Bojan, Wiseman, do it. and the number five pick. Yeah. Sealed and signed. 100%. I'd do that. I'd do it either way for Pascal or OG and an OB. 100%. All right. Next one New Orleans Pelicans. I tried to get Trey Murphy. Will said hell no. So I settled for Pistons receive Herb Jones, 
number 14 pick in 2023, Garrett Temple and Larry Nance. Pelicans receive Bojan in the number five pick. Again, I'm searching here. I'm a big Jones fan. At 24 years old, he might already be one of the best 10 perimeter defenders in the NBA. The Pistons need that, particularly on the wing. The three-point shooting could be better, but the defense and other stuff he does on offense outweighs that for me. I prefer to have Trey Murphy, but I wasn't even going to offend Will by trying. I'm reading off my story, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I wasn't even going to offend Will trying to get him. New Orleans could use a shooter like Bogdanovich. It also could use the number five pick to get Cam Whitmore and try to juice up an iffy Zionless offense. Temple and Nance are salary throw-ins, though the latter could contribute in the rotation. Uh, no. Will did not hate that offer. It might be a good trade. It really, really might be. And I'm a, I, dude, I, I'm so there with you on Herb Jones. Like watching ball handlers be scared to dribble around him and just immediately pass out when he faces up. Like it's art. Okay, I love it. And and having a guy like that in Detroit is like what it's all about. Like that's what we love. And you get the 14th pick. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know. We've had we, Troy has had. People can say whatever they want about him, but Troy's hit rate in the mid-teens on guys, you have what, Jalen Dern? I guess he was like, what, 12? Jalen Dern's not mid-teens. I've, I've said it before. 12, Sadiq's do. They've had five all-rookies. Three of them have come pick 12 or later. There you go. That's the hard part. So maybe there's something here. And if I use that logic, I'm like, yeah, but then I'm just like, could we get somebody who's better than Herb Jones at five? I do think so. Not not better defensively, but better probably. Fair. But who you get at five, could they be just as good at who you get at 14? Ooh, there it is. There's Man, being a GM would be exhausting. Holy smokes. There are so many angles here. That's what she said. All right, we're going to Portland. I tried to move up. Jason Quick okay. yelled at me for wasting his time, but I tried to move up. Pistons receive the number three pick in Keon Johnson. Blazers receive Bojan, number five, and number 31. I said, this isn't a trade proposal that I'm proud of, primarily because I figured it wouldn't be enough, but I tried to get Detroit into the top three in order to get Miller or Henderson. Portland has made it clear that it's interested in contending as long as Dame Lillard is on the roster, so I offered one of the best shooters in the NBA. The Blazers would only have to move back two spots and still get an elite shooter! Exclamation point. They could use a number five pick to add another veteran. That was my logic. Jason Quick hated it. Of course you love it. If you threw – no, God, no. Well, I mean, yeah, because it's a fleece. Like, we're underpaying 100%. I love it. But for in terms of, you know, being for real, if you threw in top seven protected next year, does that move the needle I don't think they can because they have that lingering protected pick. feel like i do this all the time and i always forget about that stupid pick you're right yeah i mean it's great because it's a you know we basically get it for free but you know i'll put it last just out of respect for our our blazers listeners of which there are probably thousands if we use james's it's possible it's possible shout out to the jail blazers uh all y'all last one houston rockets this is the this one is i i'm interested to see what you think here pistons receive jabari smith Rockets receive number five and James Wiseman. I And I quote myself, I probably tried to get too cute with this one, but I gave it a shot. All signs are pointing to the Rockets really going for it next season and making a big move or two. Smith, who I liked in last year's draft, didn't have a great rookie season. Maybe Houston would want to punt on him and use a number four and number five picks to go and try to get a big fish. Kelly did not like it and doesn't think that the Rockets would give up on Jabari so soon. He he tries to do the Andre Drummond point guard thing a lot. And I don't like it. I don't love it. I just don't like the situation he was in, but I like Jabari. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's just, hey, if Troy likes to do anything, it's he likes putting guys in a different, you know, giving them a change of scenery. He loves doing that. So from that perspective, I could it's definitely feasible, but... Yeah, I don't know. He wasn't definitely wasn't as good as I thought he was going to be last would you year. Rather, and hey, would maybe, you rather have pick five or Jabari Smith? Yeah, I'd rather have like some of the guys we're going to be talking about here in a minute. Okay, all right. I think Jabari will be better than ninety percent of the names they could get at five. But I understand. Let let me. I'm trying to figure out where I want to rank this and one. That's the end of it. Um, so I need your rankings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. 
who was that one? I'm sorry. What was that one? It was the Rockets. Rockets and Jabari Smith. Sorry, everybody. I know this is bad podcasting. Jabari Smith. Okay. Uh, least favorite trade at six. Blazers. We get three plus Keon Johnson. Love Keon Johnson. Go Vols. Uh, Rocky Top. Uh, shout out to Hendon Hooker, who got his media day or like his rookie camp photos. He looked great. Uh, number five. Gonna go. Gonna go with the Rockets. Uh, Jabari Smith trade that we just discussed. Number four, Pels, Herb Jones. Like I said, it's just a weird pill to swallow. I don't know why the psychology of Herb Jones getting traded for the fifth pick. It just the, it. I'm well, my brain is. Pistons sparking. are also getting fourteen. Yeah, you're right. I should have wrote also plus fourteen, and we did that whole thing. But it's at number four, so it's okay. It's good, you know. Uh, Knicks at number three. You get R.J. Barrett and Evan Fournier, and a, and um, a first next year. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, okay, because of the first, I'm going to keep it at three. Uh, number two, second favorite is the Spurs, Keldon Johnson, plus a 2024 first. And number one, Raptors, Pascal Siakam, and or, as discussed, OG Ananobi. All right, let's take a break. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Okay, uh, we are going to jump into some guys that we're big on in this Come draft on, class, even man. if... What? Say what you just said again. I don't remember what I said. I was too busy. I was reading, and I was kind of in We're, go- an we're going to, jump, in, uh, to jump into some guys that we're big on. You just got to relax. Okay. Yeah, okay, sure. Uh, even though I am still team trade the pick, James, I told you before the show, we talked this morning, like, hey, let's just do a big board or something. And I'm looking at all these dudes, writing down some notes. I'm not even giving this draft class the courtesy of a, a rounded out five, a top five big board. I'm giving you four. Because if it's not these four guys, I don't I care. also hate, we talk about that in journalism circles a lot. Why do we always have to do like five or ten? Like what's wrong with like four or seven or, or nine? I, I, Why does it have to? Like is it just for people's brains? It's it's so yeah. It's just more. There's some psychology to it. 100. Yeah. percent I I love when people are like, "Here's seven things you didn't know about this thing." I'm like, "I love that you couldn't find three more." But it bothers you because you thought about it. I think it's funny. Yeah. This is a great point. This is a great like, thing. Here's to call 13 out by prospects you. I like. It would drive people yeah. insane. And it's like, it's like, why did you do? Why did you keep going after ten? Why didn't you just do two more? Or why did you just round it out? Cut off the last three. Yeah psychology yeah. to it well i only did four here so how many do you got uh, or do you want me to well, just read well i was gonna read the big them. board i have that i put it in my story okay. pistons this is what i believe to be the pistons and it's non-victor non-scoot i put brandon miller in here because while i don't think he's there at five i wouldn't be shocked if he is so miller's one jerace walker's two cam whitmore's three taylor hendrix is four amen thompson's five I will do my five personally and then let you go. Like, this is James's okay, personal cool. five at this spot. Yeah, Ex- yeah. And I'll exclude Brandon Miller. All right? I'm going to go Taylor Hendricks, Cam Whitmore, Jerace Walker, Anthony Black, 
and hmm. Asar Thompson. Asar Thompson. And Eamon Thompson. Ugh. It's the passing for me. I'm a pass guy. Actually, flip Jerace and Cam. I'm going to go Hendricks, Jerace, Cam. Actually, no. Hendricks, Cam, Jerace, Anthony Black, uh, Eamon Thompson. So okay, we talked about the the Hendricks thing. So you you think it, like you see the vision, and I would imagine that if that happens, then there's tea leaves. It's like the DeAndre Swift thing, where it's like, oh, we just drafted Jameer Gibbs, so he's out of here. It would be kind of like one of who, those. Who would be there's out an odd of man here? out if you draft. That's what I'm asking. There has to be one, right? Bag- Bagley's on the most tradable contract. I think Hendricks can be a three. That's dude. Of course he can. I gotta tell you, when I'm making this list, I'm like. Bro, I don't know what positions these guys play. It's good. Like, they don't... Well, yeah, I mean, the fluidity is amazing, 100%. And we talk religiously on the show about how positions aren't real. And I think I'm a little bit firmer on that take than you are, just because I'm like... I just, I, for year, I'm just like, they're not real anymore. Um, But yeah, it is kind of nice, but it's also kind of annoying because then from like a, um, like a traditional sense, I'm like... You look at a guy like Hendrick, I guess maybe he can play the three, but then doesn't it get kind of weak? I don't know. I don't know. But you're big on him. You like it. I like I like him, yeah. I, I think he I think you have to really believe that he can develop the ball handling and, and playmaking to see the upside, but I think right away he could come in and be a three and D guy. Um so I oh, think wow. he has a I think he has a role from the jump. It's just a matter of do you believe in the ceiling, which I think hinge on ball handling and and playmaking. Um yeah, so what's your five or four? Sorry, four. My four. Yeah, I did not include I did not include Hendricks. Uh number one, we have Asar Thompson. Number two, we have Cam Whitmore. Number three, we have Jarris Walker or Jerace. We're still, We're still figuring, figuring that out, out TBD. Yeah. Uh and number four, Eamon Thompson. And you know what I'll say? Here's another thing about this draft class, just on that same point. For as much like historically, this draft class is insanely athletic. It's it's insane off the charts with how much explosiveness there is, especially in like this top yeah. ten. For as for as many explosively athletic guys there are, there are an equal uh, an equal amount of names that you have to double take and be like. There's once I see vowels, I'm like, wait a minute, and I gotta kind of, you know. Luckily, Victor Wembanyama's been in the zeitgeist for like five years now, so we've had some time to to sort of marinate on that one. But I'm a big. I've kind of been thinking about it. And I think Jarris Walker might be my number one. And I think I said that last week. So why? Why? Alfred Thompson. See, I googled how to pronounce the how his name, and it said Alser Thompson. Yeah. And then I, what I say? But I was watching the, when during the lottery when they interviewed the twins. She said a Oh yeah, it's a Sar Thompson. Yes, it is a Sar Thompson. Why? Jesus. Why him okay. at one? Uh, I think he's he's really good for like alleviating pressure off of Cade and Ivy. And I think that he's also got the big wingspan. He's like 6'7", but his wingspan is like 6'9", 6'10". Super smart cutter, super smart passer, super hoppy defender as well. And from like a visual standpoint, sometimes I like my guys to be a little more more concrete. And I don't mean like cinder blocks for shoes. I just mean like I just like when they're more like kind of solid, you know, and he's just very light on his feet, which is a good thing. Like that is a good thing. It's just, you know, the optics of it are always a little weird to me. Um, utility guy, sneaky, amazing shot blocker as well, and potentially best lob threat in the draft. What do you think? Yeah, it's potentially, yeah. Not named Victor. Cool, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, outside <laughs> of the top three, sure. I mean, sure. he might be after Victor, but yeah, Victor's number one. Yeah, it's fine. It's your list. Yeah, but that's my your list. Yeah, okay. Do you want me to give I you really my... Don't, like, I know... Like I know people like this draft. I don't love this. Like I don't, I don't believe in, in very many of these guys. But <laughs> I don't know. You want to name anyone or no? Just all of them. You want to ju- just like okay. I like them. I think they'll all You'll... be solid NBA players. I just I don't know. You know, on the for the for the other Thompson twin for Amen, I wrote. Uh, I did also put a prediction for him. What is your prediction for him? 2025 dunk contest winner. It's in his future, dude. That he's 100 percent getting one within the next like five years. 100. percent I could see that. He's crazy. Definitely won't be winning. He's the got contest. Bro, I wrote in my notes specifically. I'm. He's the reason he's at four is because he shoots like 20 percent from three. And it, it's mechanically bad. 
It's not. It's just not great. And that's the thing with Jairus Walker is off the catch, he's decent. He's like 34. Wide open, he's like 38. I believe in his shooting. And like, I still think Isaiah yeah. Stewart will be a better three-point shooter, but I do believe in Jairus's. And I think Jairus has more ball-hailing stuff than he really showed it. He's, he's a great passer. Like, that showed. But, like, I think yeah. Jairus could play the three at, at the NBA with Dude. his ball handling. Such a sneaky, uh, flashy passer. Yeah, he some like he does very quick reactions. Behind the, yeah. he does the little touch passes. Yeah. He'll like be down low and he'll kind of like volleyball it and like redirect yeah. it, and then he'll just like do some f- elbow passing, like hoopty off the off the like a, a wall bang yy ladder stall. Like he does crazy I don't stuff. Know what that means, but yeah. he's so good. I wrote potentially, potentially outside of the top three best player in the draft, like the Keegan Murray of this year. I love him. Would you trade five for Keegan Murray? Yeah. Oh, my God. Anybody, like, be, be so for real right now listening to this show. If you just groaned at that, like, think about it. Uh, yes. Yes. Didn't he just hit the most threes of any rookie in the history of modern basketball? I think so. He had a rough playoffs until the end. But I believe in Keegan. I mean, he, had a, good, too, he had a right? good regular season. Huh? Yeah. Would I do it? Would I would do, do it. it. Yeah. But yeah. I also liked Keegan a lot last year. Yeah, that's true. You weren't on the hate squad with everybody else. You were, we were we were in lockstep together. I mean, you were that. like you had posters of him next to your bed. But I like like he was man. He was in my he was number f- five <laughs> or six for me. Mark Bartlestein to this day is on my shit list for that man. Couldn't seal the deal. The Kings drafted him. What was, was they supposed to do? I, they picked. I don't know. The make Pistons. a phone call. Tr- leak some information. I don't know. Do something <laughs> crazy. Got to get like. Do, do they not watch Succession? Do they not know how but this? Jaden made it very clear he didn't want to be in Sacramento, so they were kind of out of options. Did you see the um, on Paul George's podcast? They just had Jalen Green on as a as a guest, and he thought he was getting drafted by Detroit. Yeah, I've told I told everybody that, and they told me to shut up. <laughs> I don't know why. I've had two. I've had two like, and I know I've, I've people are gonna hate this pod because I've like tooted my own horn too many times on this pod. Don't, dude, get your shit off. Award-winning journalist over here. I have two things that like I've been happy to throw back in someone's face. One was when I reported that the Pistons wanted Weaver in 2018, but OKC wouldn't let him go. Have I told this story on the pod, bro? I've never heard. This yes, you know, you know, it's about my my beef oh my god oh, I haven't... <laughs> yeah go ahead go ahead but go i don't ahead. know if i i don't i shouldn't actually i, I shouldn't I've... continue to say this so i was gonna say i've brought this up in passing before i think i've always been vague times... about it here's here's a little inside baseball shout out to james for te- teaching me that term here's some inside baseball about the pod there have been t- i don't even want to say this but anytime i've brought it up you kind of dance away from yeah, it. yeah i so just realized i don't, that. I don't uh, to keep it vague, I reported that contacted me and said it's not true. You can figure out who some you can figure out who you think that might have been just based on where he came from and all that stuff. The first thing Gora says at Troy's press conference is, "We wanted Troy back in 2018, but OKC wouldn't let him go." So I tweeted that quote as soon as he said it with. Some smart ass emoji probably. So that that was great. And then number two, uh, when I literally like the day or two before the draft, I was like, "There's a chance Jalen Green or Evan Mobley are number one to the Pistons." Everyone's like, "Shut up! You're stupid. You're just making shit up." Yeah. Troy. Post draft press conference, and I quote: "He was asked, when did you know your pick?'" And I quote, this morning, or this at lunch, that day of the draft. So, I don't remember how we got here, but, yeah. Hey, I guess I can even cast myself. Oh, well, you were talking about Jalen Green. Yes, Jalen Green. All three of those guys were almost, could have been Pistons, if depending on how they woke up that morning. And then when I got to interview Cade, I asked him, how did that feel? (laughs) Did that suck? To not be just the consensus. What did he say to that? He said he understood he was it, like, right? Because I, I was like, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I was like, we can move on or cut this. Like, if you don't want to answer it, don't answer it. But I was, I asked him, 
like how did it feel to hear Troy be like we genuinely didn't know and he was like I'm a little prideful so yeah I was kind of like why are you even thinking about this so much right. like and then he was like and then he did the he's a man he's a professional because he took the diplomatic route and was like but you know he's got a job to do he's got due diligence and all that and I was like yeah okay there it is yeah. there's the training yeah, good for you but I was happy that he felt comfortable enough to be like yeah it did kind of piss me off actually a little bit yeah it should of course it would piss anybody yeah. off like I'm him you want to yeah. you want to think that shouldn't be in your mind it's not a discussion but I, I genuinely do think he understands that, like, Troy has a job to do. I think he respects Evan and Jalen enough to understand that. Yeah, the Evan Mobley thing's weird. Well, I don't know like, about Jalen, but definitely Evan. I'm joking. I think he, yeah, I think I'm, he respects Jalen. They go, I think they go. I don't know their relationship. It seemed, seemed like they were cool, and then it seems weird. I don't know their relationship. They, was it, like, AAU when he was at, like, Huntington Prep or something? When they, didn't they, like, get, didn't they beef or something? I don't remember what that You're was. You're talking about, like, the Team USA when he, like, dunked and then slapped Jalen. I think it was because they were boys, but don't I just don't oh, okay. know where it's at now because remember when they played in the NBA and somebody asked Kate about the trash talk. He's like, what was it? like? That was a whole lot of – or that was all for the cameras. Yeah. So, like, I don't know where they're yeah. at. Wow, yeah. But I know he respects Jalen in his game, for sure. Hey, last thing on the draft here. I do have a player comp in here that I actually tried on. Okay, I wasn't just like this guy's like Lawrence Taylor. Like I'm not. He's 19. I'm not doing that. I got one for Cam Whitmore. Who? If Corey Maggette and Miles Bridges had a baby, it's Cam Whitmore. I don't hate Think that. Yes. Yeah, I don't hate yes. it. Yes. I feel like you stole that from somewhere, but I don't hate it. I don't consume independent media. Everything that I steal is from my own brain. That's a good one. A little, Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a, a little Jason ahead. Richardson. Why are we taking another break? We already took two. We took one. No, we took two. You set one up, and then I after we did oh, the trade. This is like we could. This, we're in like no man's land right now. We can do whatever we want. This is like the end of the pod. Yeah, let's close it out. Do you have an album? Yeah. Uh. I think I've picked random access memories like a hundred times on this show, but I learned within the last week that James Larry Edwards III of The Athletic has never listened to random access memories by Daft Punk. It is, which is weird, only weird to me because like that's your vibe. I don't remember what you said though that made sense as to why you don't it's listen. It's too electronic. I like house music. That's what, yeah. 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 But it's so good. I'm sure Dude, it's they just good. I just never them. like, it never interested me. Uh, I'll give it a listen. They, they came out with the 10 year anniversary um, edition like recently. And I was, I like went back and played like front to back plus like the new kind of demos and stuff that they added onto it. And like just the base album was like, like I was in summer school when that came out, dude, the vibes were crazy. Actually, no. What year did Yeezus come out? I was in summer school for that. Not for random access memories. Anyways, that's my album this week. Mine is SD neck. E S T E E. Space N A C K S D Knack Knack saw Jim Duggan, uh, West Side Gun executive produced. It's fire. Shout out to S D Knack. Shout out to Hacksaw or Knack saw Jim Duggan. Check that out. Just came out last Thursday. How's your uh, your off season? You've been you've been you've been cooking up, shuffling up some beats lately. Having a good off season? Yeah, it's been cool. I'm ready for the coaching search to be done so I can take some proper time off i've been writing yeah. every other day should we can we end the pod with an, a new beat though it's been a while can i send you a new beat to end it with i just i don't know man <laughs> i i really i don't know it because <laughs> i love love the outro, i do too dude. but it's been a while you just you just say it's it's too it's more work just say that honestly some <laughs> my one of my favorite things about the fact that we found an outro that you made that's so perfect is that now all I ever have to do is just that and not minimize it and then you know splice the audio in such a way it it's only five minutes but yes it does make my life a lot easier to not have to do that let's do Montreal peppers come on oh yeah you're right hold on let me listen to it just to make sure it's the one I'm thinking about hold on well, you can't play it on the pod, and then people are going to hear it. I'm just going to play it for it, a quick second. I'm just going to pick a random beat. How about I do no, that? No, because not everything. Yeah, Montreal Peppers. We're, I'm resending it to you. 
What was the story? What were we doing when you made that? I feel like we were there was something funny going on. Uh, oh, we were. To- oh, never mind. I don't. Yeah, we were talking about Sir Siren. I don't want. Oh yeah, yeah. Sir, shout out to Sir Siren. Come album coming shout soon. To S- Sir Siren. Uh, yeah, there's a project coming out soon, available exclusively on title, from what I'm hearing. <laughs> you're Sir Siren. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars, leave a review, subscribe if you're feeling generous. If you're listening to this on Spotify, you can also leave five stars. Enjoy, enjoy Montreal we, peppers. No, no, I was leaving a pause. It was gonna be, it was gonna sound so funny. We will catch you guys in the next one. Montreal peppers, new beat, new beat alert. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.